The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our f***ing city. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, and thieves. Welcome to the Boston Podcast. My name is Dave. If you like our show, I encourage you to follow us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your pods. Go to pod617.com if you want your own show. It's what we do here out of our Westwood Mass studios, or we do a lot of it remotely. So if you're anywhere on the planet Earth, we can produce your podcast for you start to finish a quality product, and it's a great way to connect with your network, clients, what have you, and tell your story. Go to pod617.com to get started. Okay, end of plug. Uh, Did you know, kids, that it is Women's History Month? I didn't until about 15 minutes ago as I was uh, prepping for this podcast. But we have terrific guests to mark the occasion. And I was also unaware of a apparently terrific organization called the Women in the Enterprise of Science and Technology. We have the president on the line here in the virtual studios. She is an executive coach named Etta Jacobs. We also have a wicked impressive guy in the arts out in New York. His name is Kurt Damoni. I probably pronounced that wrong, Kurt. Why don't you go ahead and correct me right now? Actually, Kurt Domini. Domini. Okay. I should, that, was, that would have been a better guess. And Javier, Javier Barrientos. How did I do on that one, Javier? You did great. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's with a pharmaceutical company called uh, Takeda, and all three are involved in planning a series of events to mark Women's History Month. Let's first uh, welcome all three to the virtual studio with a round of applause as we do. Yes. All right. So, Etta, why don't we start with you? You're the, you're the president of West, and tell us a little bit about what that's all about. And then maybe just a little bit about uh, how excited you are about Women's History Month. So thank you very much. So I'm the president of the board. We have a staff of one and, and a board. And the mission of West is to support women in STEM fields. So science, technology. Most of our members are in the Boston area. And actually one of the perks, hard to say, of COVID since obviously all our events, which used to be in Boston, Cambridge, are now on Zoom. So our membership has broadened to uh, reach women and men all over the country. And we have some people coming in, Zooming in from Europe. So the, so, so the pandemic, go, the pandemic was actually a really good thing, really. No, I would not say that. But <laughs> okay. I would say that we pivoted really quickly and what's interesting is some of our members work at, in addition to Takeda, so Moderna, Pfizer, so the women in our community to work at companies that are very obviously very connected to the um, pandemic. Mm-hmm. But our mission is to support women starting out in their career and mid-career build their career. And we teach them not just we have workshops where they learn skills, but more importantly, we help support them build their network. Because as you know, David, I'm sure in your career, there are all sorts of serendipitous connections 
where just a random conversation opens the door to something else. So our goal is to support women build their careers. Excellent. And uh, well, why don't I pose this question to Javier? Tell me how uh, Takeda got involved in this event and uh, why you're so excited. I'm, ass- I'm assuming you're enthusiastic about it, Javier. You look enthusiastic. I am su- super enthusiastic about it, David. And yeah. thank you for hosting us on this show. Mm-hmm. As you mentioned, you know, that March is Women's History Month. Takeda is a company that truly believes in diversity, equity, and inclusion. And we know that the way to uh, create the next generation of talent is to build an ecosystem of partnerships with key organizations that are growing that next generation of talent. And of course, you know, West is squarely connected to the biopharmaceutical industry. We're based in, in Cambridge and we were one of, one of the largest employers in the industry in Massachusetts. That's the, that's, you know, the excitement and the connection that comes from working with great organizations like the one that ADA leads. Mm-hmm. Very good. And so you got, you guys are, you're filling in all the gaps very nicely here. So now I will turn to uh, Kurt and they, they wanted to do a show, Kurt, and they said, we need a guy. In New York on Broadway, uh, that's that's uh, that's my presumption. But tell tell us where you come in, Kurt. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I live in New York, and I've been a, a performer for many many years. I was in the Broadway revival of the Chorus Line, and uh, worked so cool. in a lot of different theaters um, around the country. And I've transitioned into directing and into coaching and teaching. And I have a company called Creatively Curated Productions that does you know cr- cr- connects creative artists with various organizations for various performance and conversation around different topics. Mm -hmm. So for me, I was speaking with Javier and we came up with this idea of being able to connect the worlds of of science and the arts Mm -hmm. and how it seems like these two worlds are very polarized and very separate. They're actually very, very similar in the sense of how the, the creative process works and the scientific process works. So that's indeed in that I'm going to jump in there, David, because, you know, it was a really, you know, synchronous conversation that happened in, in Provincetown at Zero and Sal's as Kurt was ahead of me waiting to get into the restaurant. And I overheard him talking uh, about Broadway and Mina Subramania was member of the board of West and planted an idea with Mina. How how can we innovate this year? How can we bring programming that engages more of our membership and, you know, doesn't kill them by Zoom? And so, you know, the the, the light bulb went off and I, and I, I, it marched into into Kurt's conversation. <laughs> Tell me what you do. You know? And he started telling me about this great work that he's doing in, in New York and his connections to Broadway. And I said, wow, you know, this is very interesting because one of the key themes for the um, International Women's Day and Women's History Month this year is this notion of breaking the bias. And I'm very curious to see how women of science get portrayed in the arts and how that influences, you know, women who may or may not want to form careers in, in life sciences based on those, that portrayal. And so that, that conversation really, uh, that happened in, in, in a line to a restaurant is, is the, the connection. So Kurt may live in New York, but the connection was mainly in England. Very good. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> See, I, I I knew there was more to Provincetown than just walking up and down those lovely streets drinking margaritas, which is what most people think of. But uh, there's nothing wrong with that either. But and so, Kurt, you you're the one who has it in front of you. I think what the the name of the series of events is what? Tell us that, please. Experience the art of women in science and on Broadway. Okay, and 
we're talking shows? Like, what what exactly is going on here? So there'll be uh, keynote speakers, various arts leaders. We, the first woman is Molly Smith, who's the artistic director of the Arena Stage in Washington, D.C. Um, that's produced the, the musicals Dear Evan Hansen and Next to Normal started there. They have an incredible, it's an incredible organization. So she's going to be our first keynote speaker. And we're having fabulous women from Broadway doing um, performances as well of, of songs that relate to the arts and science. And first one will be Nikki Renee Daniels, who's in the Broadway revival of Company at the moment, as well as Pearl Sun, who is from Come From Away on Broadway. So it'll be a really cool, entertaining, as well as, as innovative and, and thought-provoking and exciting event from, for the first one. Then, then on the second event will be a writing team, Eric Price and Will Reynolds, who've written a musical called Radioactive about Marie Curie, who uh, developed Radium. So that's uh, a really good example of artists who've stepped into the world of science and created a musical about wow. someone so innovative in science and their their writing process. So if you ever wanted to know if the lyrics come before the music, they will tell you. Wow. <laughs> okay. See, this go th this goes along with my theory that you can make a musical out of anything. Like, like, like there's there's genius that lies there, in the people who said. That that moment when Madame Curie invented radium, that should be a song. Radium, radium, I think I've discovered radium. Okay, that's it's obviously not like that. But but Kurt, I, I, I do have to, before I uh, move on, I'd have to ask you, I've never acted in any professional sort whatsoever. But, you know, I've had a few roles. In the fifth grade, I played Julius Caesar, which I thought was the best role to go for because you know, it, it's it's in the, the, the character is in the name of the title of the show and he dies halfway through, which is great. So then you're done. You know, you get to yeah, absolutely someone in both worlds. So what what has been from the moment you started acting as as a young lad? What's been your favorite? Doing a chorus line on Broadway was fantastic. It was just kind, of, kind of brought it all together in a show that's about artists and about people who are. With a dream and with a vision and how they actually get their voice heard. And that's actually a really interesting parallel in this moment that I'm thinking of is that that was a show about people who never really had a voice, which were the dancers and the ensemble, and how this director was about sitting down and, and having conversation and, and hearing the stories of the dancers who and what, what their journey was to get to, to, to their dream of being on Broadway. And all used under this device of this audition and um, when I was in that production, one of the things that the Lee, who's the who was the original dance captain and helped develop the show in the in, in the 70s, talked about was we had never no one had ever heard us speak before. Mm. We're just dancing in the back. And I think that's really interesting now that I think about that as far as women in science. It's like, how do I get my voice heard? How do I how do I get my my idea out there? And there's sirens going. Yeah. But, um, yes. We, so, we, we curtain. Yeah, Kurt, we get it. You're in New York. We get it. It's, it's, it's funny. I had somebody on from New York. Uh, I was recording a podcast earlier this week. The exact same thing. The, she apologized in advance. You're probably going to hear a siren or two. God. I live in Boston now, but when I lived in New York and I moved into my first apartment, which coincidentally is like across the street from where Kurt was, exactly. a small world. I remember the first time I talked to my dad, he said, Etta, for God's sakes, turn off the TV. I said, sorry, can't. That's real life. That's real life, right? Yeah, there's the scene in the movie Big where poor Tom Hanks, trapped in the body of a, a grown up, is 
is in this, you know, decrepit uh, apartment in New York, and he's trying to pass the time by watching TV. He's watching a crime show when there are guns follow, guns firing on the crime show, and people yelling. He turns off the TV, and the sound persists exactly the same way. <laughs> um, so, Etta, let me come back to you. Tell us why you're so excited about this project. I can segue again from Kurt, not just the sirens, but he and I were talking about, you know, why are we doing this? And so one of the challenges for many of the women in our community is like they may be new in their career. And our goal at West is to help them find their voice. And so there is an absolute direct connection. And as anyone who's either been in the arts or has read anything about it, it's not a straight line from an idea to the finished production. And it's the same thing with scientific experiments and trying to find funding for scientific experiments. And so, you know, as we're entering year three of, you know, to Javier's point about, you know, death by Zoom and all our events are on Zoom, we wanted to just shake things up. And anytime you hear a story of someone else overcoming some huge obstacle or how they got that creative spark, you know, from some serendipitous event, like standing in line at a restaurant. Our goal is to help the women on our community see, oh, you know, these opportunities are there for me also. Mm -hmm. So there's a direct connection between, you know, challenging experiences for everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, you seem like someone who would naturally be connected to the arts at it because you're wearing the loveliest scarf. May I, if, I, if you don't mind me complimenting you on that, you know. As a matter of fact, my first career before I became an executive coach was, I was a designer, a oh, graphic designer living in New York. So yes, I guess once an artist, always an artist. Oh, everybody's so stylish on this call. I'm wearing a sweatshirt. Anyway, Javier, let me come, let me come back to you. The, the pharmaceutical industry sometimes uh, takes a bad rap for reasons that have nothing to do with your company. But is this part of your mission to kind of show the the ideals, the cultures, the the mission goes far beyond what you might typically think of as a, of, of a drug company? Am I making a leap there? Or tell me about that. Well, in the case of Takeda, it's a company, a, a Japanese-founded company 240 years ago, right? So it's one of the oldest companies in the world. And the way this company has been so successful is by following a philosophy of, you know, patient trust, business reputation. And that's exactly what we're trying to do here, right? So we understand that there is a trust issue. And the way we build that trust is by working very closely with various communities mm -hmm. and finding, you know, great allies and partners to do that, like ADA and the West organization. So yes, you know, so the, there is that issue of reputation. We are very well aware of it. And the, the only way you fix that is to earn the trust by practicing your values. And that's, you know, that's really what Takeda is about. Now, from the point of view of diversity, equity, and inclusion, we know that the world is only getting more diverse and that uh, in order to, to succeed as a company, we need to bring the rich fabric of the communities that we serve into the company. And of course, you know, women are, you know, 50% uh, of that fabric. And we want to have a, 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 a disproportionate share of representation of women talent in, in our company. And that's, you know, that brings us to West, but that also brings us to a number of other organizations that we work, work with in the uh, Boston area, but also, you know, across the nation and across the world. It's the same 
the same model, no matter where we are doing business. Our, our philosophy from a diversity, equity, and inclusion point is to be as representative or reflective of, of the communities that we serve because they, they mirror our patients, they mirror our workforce, they mirror our vendors and suppliers, you know, small vendors like in a private business or current in, in his private business. And that's, you know, that's all part of that overall connected philosophy to, to bring um, better health and brighter future for everybody, if we can. You said Takeda was founded how many years ago? 240 years ago. What? Okay. Now, come on. I call BS. We didn't have drugs back then, did we? <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't have therapies as we know them today, but the Takeda actually started as an herbal uh, medicinal business in Japan. And so, and then grew from there to becoming the leading pharmaceutical company that it is today. Interesting. Very interesting. So do you have specifics on the event, like where people go on the, the World Wide Web thing to get information on it? I can give you the website and then I will pass it back to you. So it's easy. It's West, W-E-S-T, mm-hmm. org, And it will take you to our website, oh. go to the event page. And, but I will let um, Kurt continue. Yes, the, the events are March 10th, March 24th, and April 7th. So you'll see those individual events there, and each one of them has a different topic. So March 10th is Art and Science, Similarities and Process. The 24th is Radioactive, a musical about Marie Curie. And April 7th is Finding Your Voice Through Creativity and Adversity. And with each of those, there's a prominent keynote speaker from an arts organization who's a director, a writer, um, or a leader, as well as very entertaining and exciting Broadway performances. And at, on the 7th, we also have a Q&A with Broadway performers so that people can come and, and see what it's like to pursue an, uh, a career as an artist and as a, as a performer on Broadway, television, and film, and that whole world. That's cool. And David, if you if you join, for example, on the fourth seven, then Kurt, correct me if I'm wrong, but the audience is going to get the basics of how to write their own musical. So we you could create David David the musical. <laughs> oh man, that would be short, boring, and silly. I think. Um, but the I do like when you get a chance to hear the from the folks involved in. Broadway and the arts and stuff kind of behind the scenes. I once, when I was heading up Lawyers Weekly in Boston, we did, I forget how we got connected to this, but all I remember was there was a perform a local performance of Frost Nixon. You guys probably heard of that that play, which was really great. You know, it, it details the those conversations that David Frost had with President Nixon. They made it into a movie as well. But after the show, I got to host a panel and I got to interview the actors, and st- including the great Stacy Keach, who was just a delightful man. And that is the closest I will ever get to Broadway. So um, we're going to play a round of good stuff before we depart. But so, Etta, anything else I, I, that our listening public should know about West and about Women's History Month? Our prime focus of our community are women in STEM and speaking of diversity, a lot of our programming is great for women and men, but predominantly women in any field. And you never know which connection you make at one event will help you somewhere else. So on that. And I take it if people want to get involved, they go to west.org. Westorg.org. Westorg.org. Okay, I'm glad you said that. 
I know uh, it's confusing. I was very no, but that's okay. Westorg.org is where you go for more info. We'll put all the links to everything in the show notes, uh, including I'm going to put in all the stuff. I won't ask you guys to say it, but I'll put in the show notes about your personal practices and businesses as well at a Javier and, uh, and Kurt's business. Um, we're going to play a round of good stuff as promised, but before we do, let me just take one minute to remind you of what we do here at the Boston podcast network. Pod 617.com is where you go. If you want your own podcast, you could be the next big podcast star. Okay. It's not quite Broadway, but it's pretty good. And you can connect with your audience, your clients. People will be delighted to be invited on your show, which will be a top-notch radio quality show produced by us. Either in our Westwood Mass Studios or remotely, we'll ship you out a quality microphone just like the one I'm talking on right now. That makes me sound so professional. You can be the next big podcast star. Go to pod617.com to get started. The Boston Podcast Network in pod we trust. All right, let's play a round of good stuff. We will go around the horn here. Ed, I understand you have something uh, delicious to share with our listening audience. Yeah, two things. So during the pandemic, when I didn't feel safe going inside to restaurants, I ended up going to Branch Line in Watertown, which is where I live. Mm -hmm. And so my plug is for Branch Line. They have fabulous food, great wine, drinks, and covered outdoor heated seating. Oh. I love that. And you were also saying, and I was thinking, so during during the pandemic, my husband and I primarily gave money to various food banks. So on my food theme here for the day. Food. So, yeah, anyone in particular? I know I know I, I volunteered in the past at, the, I think it's just called the Boston Food. I think that's where we did. And yeah. also we have a weekend house in the Berkshires. So we've given to food banks out here in the different in Watertown and Boston and also in the western part of the state. Javier, we'll go to you next. What do you have to recommend? So I will recommend this shop at the Institute for Contemporary Art where I found a really cool book mm-hmm. that is called What Do You Do With An Idea? And it's a children's book, but I actually think it's applicable to us grown-ups in the corporate world. After I um, read the little book, I realized that intuitively I had followed the process that this book describes on how to cultivate and nurture an idea to see it from concept to execution in this very own series that we're uh, helping our friends at West produce with the help of Kurt. That sounds terrific. Can you repeat the name of the book again? So, Sure. It's What Did You Do With An Idea? And it's written by Kobe Yamada. Very good. And I tell people where you can find it, but you people know where to find it. You go to Amazon or Google it or whatever, wherever you find. find. I think they should go to the ICA. You know, that's okay. Sean. Or go to the ICA. Get out of the house and put on your mask and go. I agree. So, Kurt, I was tipped off as to what Kurt's going to talk about. So, Kurt, before you give your review of Inventing Anna, why don't we treat our listeners to a little bit of the trailer on Netflix? You've probably heard about this, but let's listen to a little bit of the trailer. I might have a story. Her name is Anna Delvey or Anna Sorokin. No one's sure. She's either a rich German heiress or she's flat broke. The charges are insane. Anna committed real white collar felonies while posing as a socialite in an attempt to steal millions of dollars. Hi, Anna. I just had some questions. I have a question. What's you wearing? You look poor. 
She has everything that is wrong with America right now. I am famous. People are painting a public picture of me as some criminal. That's not my story. And what is your story? I'm a cold, yes, I'm a cold piece. Anna came to New York, no rich parents, no connections. Sometimes you gotta fake it till you make it. Now we get to the good part. Can I take your order? I'm a servant what they want to get. Anna is a legend around here. You have to work hard to get what you want. I've always known that. I'm building something. It's a private club. A step beyond the VIP room. It's 40 million to finance. We have two banks interested in loaning her the money. Holy shit. I was telling Kurt before we started recording, I started watching this and then paused, and I'm still trying to come to grips with her accent, which is just very unusual. But Kurt, tell us tell us what you think of this show. Have you seen the whole thing at this point? I have one more episode, okay. the last one tonight, and I don't want it to end because it's so compelling. Okay. Uh, Shonda Rhimes has, has, has taken this true story and created such an amazing narrative around a woman, a female writer, who is actually, it's very much about her finding her voice through this story and advocating for herself and rewriting a narrative and hearing this woman's Anna Delvey's story. And it's everything that one shouldn't do, but there's something <laughs> about the fact that you still root for this character because she's so confident in who she is and what she what she stands for. But it's it's every type of, of wrong. So it's this amazing antihero and the way it affects people around them. So it's 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 a very compelling um, story that I've had many good conversations with people about already. All right, you you sold me. I'm going to go back and watch the rest of it. And in, in case you missed it, it's starring the actress Julia Garner, who is everywhere. Just declare the new Meryl Streep yeah. right now. Most of you probably know her from Ozark. She was great on the TV show The Americans. She was great in Dirty John. There's been other things she's been. Isn't she awesome? Yeah, she's amazing. And she this accent is is uh, she says it's a it's a Russian accent of someone trying to be American. Right. And so it's, we, it's weird, but apparently it's it's pretty true to life to the actual person yeah. she's portraying. So that's a great one. Inventing. Wait, did I say that right? Inventing Anna on Netflix. Yes. OK, yeah. so. Oh, and also the other voice you heard in that clip was actress Anna Chomsky, who was a child star. She was in that movie called My Girl with Macaulay Culkin, I think. Then she was unbelievable on Veep. Was anybody a fan of Veep, the TV show? No? She she was so good on that, and so I'm glad I have a little crush on her. Um, so, Anna, if you're, Anna Chomsky, if you're listening, give me a call. So I will recommend a TV show, too, and I, I think it's kind of apropos. You've heard of the show, but maybe you haven't started season four yet. But this has to do with women in the arts because it's the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And let's listen to a little bit of the trailer for season four. Just once in a lifetime. You know what's great about me? It's when I'm me. A world a moment. Every single show, I'm going to say exactly what's on my mind. Mrs. Maisel, time to start the show. I think it's time to start the show. And this is my moment. Mrs. Maisel. Once in a lifetime. We're going out. Where? When I can explore a new and Where are you going? Grab a hat. Do not change your wardrobe. It's fine. Just a hat. It's never just a hat. I'm going to do great things. <laughs> so much goddamn happiness. Fucking hate magicians. This is my moment. <laughs> I know. Shit happens. Oh, 
You should be a bigger man and let it go. Well, I'm a woman, so fuck that. Oh, by the way, okay. some of the language. I kind of yeah, tough. I was watching Kurt dancing <laughs> to the music. I think if you like the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, you're going to love this series because it is about that same, the, the women finding their voices through entertainment and through yeah. their, their truth, which is, which is not always, it's, it's, it's very exciting to see that happen. Yeah. The, the more you, you, you say that the more i think it it holds absolutely true and the yeah the theme of the season you might be able to tell from the trailer is she's going to kind of really speak her truth uh, and turn it into comedy and some of which she kind of does off the cuff the first episode is it feels like they're trying a little too hard in the first episode you got you got to maybe get reintegrated in the show because maybe i had sort of forgotten the show is written with the 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 pacing of maybe a Broadway play or kind of an old timey entertainment kind of thing. It's like, it's like, you you know, uh, I just got to go back. I just got to get a hat. It's never just a hat with you. And there's that, the, the, there's that little showy kind of twang to everything they say. But if you're not a fan of the show, go back and start with, uh, with season one. Cause it's, it's fantastic. And I guess it, the story of Mrs. Maisel might have been loosely based on the early days of Joan Rivers' career in comedy. Either way, you got you guys are fans. Are you, anybody a fan? Yes. No. Okay. Okay. What's that? She hasn't. Not, seen not it. a fan. Just uh, somehow not. I haven't caught it yet. All right, we forgive you. Now you have homework because the next time. I have lots of homework. The next time uh, we have you on the podcast, you have to give us your review of at least the first. Uh, few episodes of mrs mazel so but more importantly celebrate what west is doing celebrate women's history month go to westorg.org for all the information on the events taking place in march for uh, this terrific event and uh by the way i'm not going to post this uh podcast till april so too bad no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding it's as you're listening i'm sure it's march 1st or thereabouts so get out there and do it have have i done my my work have i done a little good in spreading your message guys today i hope Maybe, kind of. You did a great job. And I, I'd like to thank Javre and Kurt for helping us with this and shaking things up. And I think the message that Kurt has said 16 times today is helping women find their voice. Yeah. So that's a huge piece of the work that West is doing. So I'm really grateful on a podcast with our voices. I love it. For, for the women who are already have a voice like yourself, you know, take it to the next level. <laughs> thank you. There you go. And I slew you all. I was raised by crazy, crazy liberal New England women. And so I heard their voices, you know, quite often and loudly and sometimes in shrill form. But no, I love them all. And uh, terrific uh, message today, guys. I appreciate it. And thank you for being my guest. Thank you for being good sports and being my guest on the Boston podcast. And um, thank you, listeners, for listening. If you like the show, a reminder to follow us on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like your own show, go to pod617.com. To get started, on behalf of my new best friends, Etta, Javier, and Kurt, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Have a great day, everybody. Go out and see a show. Come on. 